Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today, it is my privilege to even share uh, just, you know, uh, a message to, for all of us that I really believe God wants us uh, to hear as a church. And uh, it can sound simple, uh, but I really believe that uh, it is in mastering the simple things that, that really uh, can bring us closer to God. Uh, and, uh, you know, before I give you the title of my message, you know, um, uh, it, allow me to pray. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you for your presence as here. And that's what we're here for, God. We're not here to hear another lecture from another guy. Lord, we want to hear your voice. And so right now, Lord, even as we read your scripture, let it come alive, Lord. There's so much power in your word. Let it come alive and, and, so, and become so apt in, in every situation that everyone here is going through. Uh, we want to hear your voice. We want to know your will. Lord, we want to be transformed to become more like you. Lord, again, we commit the preaching and hearing of your word today into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, uh, how many know that, that despite you knowing something, um, it doesn't mean that you are experiencing the full benefit and the full power of it? You know, there is always this very uh, strange relationship between knowledge and application. Uh, before we go into spiritual things, let's talk about just, you know, um, secular things that all of us living in the UK are familiar with. How many of you know that you are entitled to free healthcare? Right? You know, of course, don't, don't come at me. I know some of you are saying that technically um, it's not free because uh, I pay for it in my taxes. True. But the NHS right? You know that it's covered. No matter what you're going through, it's covered. You know that. But how many of us here have experienced it? Now, I'm not talking about going to the hospital, right? But how many of us here, <laughs> you know that you have access to NHS, but the truth is, you haven't even registered with your GP. You know what I'm saying? So, we know that God can heal, but are you experiencing His healing? We know that God can provide. We know that God can save. But do you go to Him in your time of need? And until we begin to access and taste for ourselves that God is indeed good and His Word is indeed true, it will forever remain just knowledge. And knowledge cannot save you because we are saved not by knowledge but we're saved by faith amen but of course by the grace of god but it is access through faith so we know for a fact that god saved us amen by the finished work on the cross but then we access it we connect to it we experience it by faith or another word by believing amen and so i feel that the Lord wants to bring us to uh, a, a little series and, and I'm not sure how often I will preach for the second service, but I sense that God has brought within me a, a little how-to series. And every week we want to talk about how to really, you know, get hold of God. And not just know Him as hate knowledge only, not just know Him religiously, but experiencing Him. My prayer is, is that everyone who comes to church 
will not just know that God is powerful, but they will experience His power. Amen? Wouldn't it be amazing and when, when we as a church begin to grow and in unity in our faith and belief in a direction where, where our new friends can come and then when we tell them, would anyone here like to invite Jesus into your heart? You know, hands just go up naturally. And then when we ask them, wow, what, made you, what, what, what was the thing that prompted you to this school? Like, I just feel him. I just, I just know it. There's just some power in this room. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Man, that is my hope. That is my prayer. That is what I want to see more and more of for us as a community. And not just on Sundays only, but I want to see that for your life, friends. I want to see you, you know, being used as the vessel of God in a more powerful way day by day. That, that the day you call in sick, people miss you, not just because of the banter, but they miss you because that there is there's suddenly a light you know, that has gone from the office place. There's certainly joy that is gone, you know. Your, uh, my hope is that, the, the, you know, when, when you call in sick, your, your workplace will become more boring. Your workplace will become, you know, more demotivated. And there will be a real longing for your presence. And they will say that, wow, boy, do we miss Rora. Boy, do we miss Grace. Oh, wow, you know, why, 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 is, why is Gareth not in the office a bit more, <laughs> you know? Because every time he's in, you know, it's not just, you know, he, he, that there's, there's something, there's a peace, there is a warmth. And of course, that is an overflow of who God is. That, that's my hope, amen? You know, my, my hope is that for, for whatever reason, you know, uh, when we come meet here in friend's house, maybe one weekend when, when uh, you know, it's fully booked and maybe in the coming uh, months, there might be once or twice we might have to uh, meet in an alternative venue. But my prayer and my hope is that when we're not here, that they miss us. That they don't go like, oh, good riddance. We have, you know, one less room to clean, <laughs> you know, because uh, these people are so, you know, dot, 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 dot. No, no, I, I'd rather people go like, oh, no, wow, that group, we miss them. There's something, there's a, there's a light that they bring to this place. Amen. And so, you know, if, if registering with your GP <laughs> is your way of accessing, uh, you know, free healthcare in this country, then accessing the things of God comes through believing. And so I want to uh, share with us a message titled, How to Believe. How to Believe. And, and we're going to study different interactions uh, by different people with Jesus and how they not only knew that Jesus could help them, but they experienced that help. And, and they all experienced it. In fact, Jesus says, it is your belief, it is your faith that has made you well. And I want to help us to, to, to believe like how some of these people believe so that we too can experience God and God to the full. Amen? So let's turn to Mark chapter 9, verse 21 to 24. Mark chapter 9, verse 21 to 24. We're going to read a short snippet. Uh, but basically, this is an incident where there was a father who had a son who was demon-possessed. And he was desperate for the son to be set free. And so 
he came to Jesus. And, and so we uh, come into the middle of that conversation. Mark 9, 21 says this, So he asked his father, so Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And often he has been thrown in him, uh, often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Friends, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you have a situation that has ailed you for a very long time. For this, for this father, he has a problem that has been around since the childhood. Since the time his son was, was so young, which means that he has been suffering for many, many years. Can you imagine, you know, being a parent one day? All of you will experience this. You know, being parent of a rebellious teenager is headache enough. And all the rebellious teenagers or formerly rebellious teenagers say... Amen, right? <laughs> you know? Uh, but can you imagine not just handling with a rebellious teenager, but a demonically possessed rebellious teenager? Wow. And, and it's been a problem, not just since puberty, but from childhood, from young. But long story short, spoiler alert, Jesus solved this problem. So I want you to know again, no matter what you're going through, no matter how big the situation is, no matter how long you've been stuck, God can move and He wants to. God is able has been the meditation and, and the cry of our church this year from Daniel chapter 3. Not just God is able, but He will. Amen? So I want you to know that. Don't ever forget that. No matter what you're going through, God is able to rescue you and He will. Even if you had the thing from childhood, God is able and He will. Even if you feel like you've got this thing for a very long time, but God is able and He will. Amen? And then it goes on. Uh, it, as he says that, you know, if, if you can help us, if you can help us, Jesus, have compassion on us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, not if I can help you, it's if you can believe. And Jesus is here telling us that the secret, the, the secret partnership. When you read the Bible, the Bible is this beautiful story of God partnering with mankind. From very on, you know, God could have, you know, isn't God, omnipotent, couldn't he have ruled all creation by himself? But yet there was something within him that desired to share that power, to share that leadership, to share that responsibility with mankind. And that's why he says that let us create man in our own image. He could have done it, but he wants to partner. You see, God is a God who, who in his loving nature wants to partner with us. And so even for everything that you believe in God for, it's not just how come God's not answering. No, no, no. Jesus' question is if you can believe. If you can believe, all things are possible. Not some things, friends. All things. Turn to your neighbor and say, all things. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Wow, there was so much honesty. In tears, he cried out. How, how many of you here, uh, you know, you, you think like this, but, but the only thing that's different between you and the father who finally received his breakthrough was that at least the father was honest. Ooh, ouch. A lot of Christians, we struggle with unbelief. 
But instead of saying that, God, I want to believe, but I also struggle with unbelief. Help me overcome this. Instead of doing that, we just, we just live with it. We just learn to go like, well, you know, you know if, if God can, can. If He can't, you know, whatever. And that's why we don't experience God. God doesn't want us to have a whatever faith. He wants us to have a, if you can believe it, you'll receive it faith. Amen? And so, you know, today's message is also to help us in a way overcome the unbeliefs in our lives. And there are three things that I've learned, and today we'll be looking at different incidences uh, where people ask help from Jesus, but there's a pattern uh, to all of them. And, and, and the patterns will form our three take-home points. So the first pattern um, is point number one, is to give up. Give up. Okay? And what do I mean by give up? Let's read Mark chapter 5, another incident, verse 25 to 34. Mark 5, 25 to 34. says this, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes. That was how much she believed. All I need, I don't need a conversation. I don't need to even face him. I can creep around behind him and all I need is just to touch him and I shall be made well. Wow, so great was her faith. And immediately as she did that, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body, she felt it immediately that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus also felt it because immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Turn around in the crowd and say, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? I'm like, wow, you know, they were so human, you know. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go like, well, I've never dared say that to Jesus. But maybe Jesus was also so loving with his disciples that they could just go like, dude, you know, let's look at the people, you know. Stop asking, you know, these kind of questions. Um, but that also reminds us that we can be in a crowd. But that doesn't mean we're touching Jesus. Amen? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your belief, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, what do I mean by giving up? Just as how the father of the demonically possessed child gave up and in tears admitted, yeah, God, I, I, I can't anymore. This, this is a problem that, that, that I cannot fix. I've been having this from, from, from when the boy was a child. This, this lady says that, you know, she had been uh, suffering that affliction for, for many years. For 12 years, right? Uh, so can you imagine the issue of blood? She, she was bleeding. You know, she was, you know, she had, uh, uh, <laughs> some of us have irregular menstrual cycle. This lady had super regular. In fact, it was so regular, it was every day. But can you imagine the pain? You know, it was, it was cramps. Uh, 365 days times 12. Uh, it was bleeding. It was headaches. It was just, you know, feeling tired. Oh, feeling your joints are aching. Feeling like, you know, just, just horrible. Like, like, like you know, uh, in pain. 
You know, before this was the age, before there was, there was painkillers in pain for 365 days for 12 years. In other words, she went to Jesus knowing that, hey, I tried the physicians and the physicians couldn't fix me. I tried using money to fix this problem and money couldn't fix it. In fact, Scripture says that not only that, it got worse. And in other words, she, she came to, you know, uh, the conclusion that, that her ways don't work. Her strength is not enough. And the first step of truly believing, and not just believing, but receiving from the Lord, is coming to the end of yourself. I wrote here, the first step of faith is to take the last step of yourself. You know, a lot of us here, we want God to move, but we also have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D in our minds. We want God to move, but we think that we can also handle it by ourselves. Friends, if you think like that, that's not true faith, you know? And, 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 and so the first step, whether it's the father or this lady, was that they, they gave up. They go like, we understand now, this is not something, this is something that only Jesus can heal, only Jesus can solve. So the first step they did was they gave up. They no longer had trust. You see, faith is, is, is you know, is this thing that, that we know how to put. And is this, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's, have you ever played with a circuit board before? Maybe in school you did something like that. It's like a connector. And, and faith, we all have the ability to have faith. We all are connected to something or the other. And when you're connected to one thing, you're not connected to the other. It's like a switch. Does it make sense? And so, you know, this, this lady, before that, her faith was in the physicians. And she must have a lot of faith in the physicians because she didn't just go once. She went for 12 years. Her faith was maybe on her money. And she maybe had a lot of money. Because she could spend on healthcare in the ancient times for 12 years. There were no free healthcare. <laughs> and she had to, so maybe she went from, oh, maybe my faith is in physicians. No, no, maybe my faith is on, on money. You know, uh, whatever money, whatever herbs money can buy. Whatever, you know, whatever spiritual powers money can buy. And, and then she realized that, hey, you know, my physicians doesn't work. Money doesn't work. And she realized maybe it's in Jesus. To give up doesn't mean to not do anything. So don't, don't come and go like, hey, pastor, you know, I was believing God for a job and you say to give up, so I just tore up my CV. No, 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 please don't. You know, oh, pastor, I know, you, I, I want to graduate with uh, first class honor, but you say give up, so I stopped attending lectures. I say, please don't twist my words in that way. Oh, pastor, I'm believing for a financial breakthrough, but you say give up, so I stopped going to work. I quit my job immediately. You say, please, that's not what the word of God says. It means give up on your ways. And, 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 Place your faith not on other things. Not on your ways, not on your pride, but in God. That's what giving up means. She gave up. In the world that we're living in today, another way to, to give up is also to give up um, to the identity that might have been created. You see, the, the world has a lot of sayings. One of them is, you know, uh, you do you. You know, uh, uh, but then the Bible says, deny yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's different. And, and we live in a world today that while a lot of people want to be healed, nobody wants uh, to forever sit under the, 
the, the cloud of mental health, but at the same time, there's this unhealthy culture of glamorizing and romanticizing the identity that comes with, and it suddenly becomes a badge of honor. <laughs> suddenly becomes an excuse, a defense mechanism. You know, how in Christianity, how pastors and, and leaders, you know, and one day all of you will face this one way or the other, you're challenging someone with what they need to change in order to be more in line with God. But instead of obeying or listening to what you have to say, they do the exact opposite. And then their justification is, but God told me. Right? And I find that sometimes, oh, this is affecting my mental health. It's, it's like the same circular way of like shield defense. On one hand, they want healing. On the other hand, they, they want the perks that come with their identity. That is something that we're going to give up. Maybe for some of you, you have a certain, uh, uh, I don't know, a certain issue that you're struggling with. Just like the lady with the issue of blood, you have, we all have issues. <laughs> and you, know, you have issues, it's like no negative Oprah Winfrey. You have issues, you have issues, everybody gets an issue. You know, we all have issues. The question is, do, do we derive our identity, our confidence from those issues? Because if we're not careful, we can. And go like, you know what? This is a part of me that's never going to change. I'm just going to embrace it. You know, I'm just going to be like that. Oh, I'm like that. Or oh, maybe you heard a friend say, oh, I'm like that. I'm not going to Oh, I'm like that. And God is going to don't. You got to give up. Give up the false identity. That is not who God created you to be. Give up your ways. Amen. And, and convince yourself. Connect yourself. We all have the ability to have faith. Right? We, either, we all trust in something. But now God is saying that give up your ways, give up your pride and trust me. Amen? Another thing I wrote down here is this. Are you convinced? Part of giving up is this. Are you convinced of your own limitations? A lot of us, we go like, I want God to move, but you know, but no, I, actually I can as well. Right? And, and the best way to, that all of us more or less have experienced this is when you go in interviews. Pastor, pastor, pray for me, pray for me. i got an interview coming up. You know, but then when you go in, are you going in with your own strength? Are you going in with the strength and confidence from God? Most of the time, we go in there with our own strength. But then we also ask for prayer. Isn't that confusing? So friends, learn to give up. Amen? Point number two, after giving up, you got to get down. Get down. Reposition yourself. Amen? Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19 is where we want to learn from this uh, other incident. Luke 17, 11 to 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village there, met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Let's just pause there and meditate on that. These men, when they approached Jesus, they didn't just go like, Jesus, yo, dude, yo, bro, yo, Jesus, Jesus. No, they went like, Jesus. And then they repositioned themselves into deeper humility. Master! When was the last time you called someone master? Right? When was the last time you cried out to Jesus, Master, help me. But these 10 men, Jesus! But they knew this wasn't just Jesus, son of a carpenter. This was Jesus. He, was, he wasn't even Jesus, rabbi. There was, he's the master. He's not just a teacher. He was the master. Master! And then if you think that's already going, going down, go further. It says, have mercy on us. When was the last time you said that? 
When was last time? You know, maybe some of you have done it before. You go to your lecturer, have mercy on me. <laughs> you know, all I need is just one more point to pass. Please, I don't want to reset. Have mercy on me. I want to graduate this year. You know, but most of us, we, we don't. You know, when was the last time you went to your boss and go, have mercy on me? You know, can't can you just consider just raising my, my salary a little bit? Have mercy. No, we don't. Why? Because have mercy on me is a real act of humility because you are reducing yourself to becoming someone that says, I, I'm incapable of anything and I am in desperate need of your help. That's what have mercy means. You know, show me mercy. Have pity on me. That's another way to say mercy. Have pity on us. Jesus, Master, have pity on us because these were lepers. They were, they were unclean. They were ostracized from, from community and, and society and, and, and they were already low. <laughs> but they knew how to get lower. You know, this morning, Sam preached a message about, you know, is Jesus in the right position? Sometimes it's not just Jesus that needs to be in the right position, but, but we also need to be in the right position. Because maybe we could be occupying the position that Jesus should be occupying. In the throne room of our heart, are we sitting on the throne or is Jesus there? For some of us, getting down means getting off the throne and bowing down on our knees and recognizing that, you know what? I can't help myself. I cannot fix my issues. I cannot change my temperament. I cannot change this, you know, I have a, a, a bad news report. You know, I cannot, cannot will my cancer away. Uh, uh, I have been, you know, addicted since childhood. I cannot will my addiction away. Uh, I, I, I have, you know, a, a financial problem that the debtors are coming. I cannot will my, my debtors away. I, I, I give up. I give up on myself. I give I don't have a plan B. I don't have a plan C. There's only Jesus. And not only am I demanding, because if you're not careful as Christians, we, we, you know, we can also approach God with, with an attitude of entitlement. But, but none of these people, none of these people, even though they knew that Jesus could heal them, none of them approached Him with an attitude of entitlement. Many times in the modern church, one of the biggest problems is entitlement. And we come when we choose to come. We serve when we choose to serve. We give what we feel like giving. There's a lot of entitlement. There's a lot of self-centeredness. But God is saying that get down and, and get God-centered again. Amen. We need to humble ourselves to see that God is the only way and that His ways are perfect. That's what they did. But uh, I'm getting carried away. Let's read on. What happened after that? And when He saw them, He said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Again, you see the pattern. Your faith has made you well. Getting down also means doing it God's way. Do you know that when you depend on God, you know, it cannot happen according to your way. A lot of times we go like, God, I want you to move this way, please. This way. God, I want you to move this, you know, and, and that's, that's insincere. 
That's, that's, that's no you trying to twist God's arm. And let me tell you this. Stop. You're wasting your energy. God's arm cannot be twisted. And, and, and what is very powerful is this. Not only did their hearts get down, but, but they were down with God and by doing it His way. You notice here that Jesus didn't, didn't heal them and then send them off to the priest. He immediately said, go and present yourself to the priest. And guess what? Were they, what were they there for? They were there for healing. Did they receive healing? No. But they received a instruction. You see, a lot of us here, we go like, God, I, I want you to move in this area. And, we, and maybe you have a financial need and you're thinking that, God, please show me, show me the money. But no, but God shows you a verse. What do you do with that verse? Am I speaking to someone here? You know, you say that, God, I want to be free of, of I don't know, my, my, my issues, uh, 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 my, my, my neurosis, my pride, my ego, my, my, my you know, everything. You know, I want to be free of this. And then we expect God to like zap us. And then we say, oh, I'm such a humble man. Oh, my ego's gone. Oh, God, I need more faith. And we think that immediately God will zap us and we go like, yes, I see it all now. You know, like you're in the matrix and you see all the, all the you know, spiritual data. Boop, 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 boop. No, 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 no. You know, they wanted a healing, but they were so humble that they will be willing to receive anything. And Jesus says, go and present yourself to the priest. And he says there, but as they were on their way. When did the healing happen? On the spot? No, when they were on their way as they became obedient and as they continued to walk in obedience. Not one step, not two steps, but along the way. And halfway, some of you, maybe this is a word for you, you're believing God for something, I'm telling you, the miracle is on the way. It does not happen immediately, but it happens when, God, when you respond to whatever little that God has given you. So God gave them a little instruction, go present yourself to the priest. Because that was how, if you study Leviticus, that was how a leprous person, uh, 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 you know, for them to be declared clean, um, they had to go show themselves to the priest and the priest would check them and say, yeah, all the sores are gone, okay, clean. And they can be, you know, accepted back into society and community. The healing happened on the way. They were in Samaria, Galilee. They were on their way to Jerusalem, right? Roughly a day's, by foot, a day's journey. How many of you have walked 12 hours before? I know some of you are great runners, you know. <laughs> you know, running 12 kilometers is one thing. Running for 12 hours is another thing. You know, is that a marathon? That feels like a marathon, isn't it? You know, or maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not good at these kind of things. The other day, there was a tube strike and Pastor Cat walked back from Paddington Station all the way back to Camden and she's like, she will arrive home, she's like, 90 minutes. That's the first thing she said to me. She didn't say, hello dear, good to see you. You know, I'm so thankful that the Lord has placed me in your life. No, it was like, 90 minutes. <laughs> These lepers walk more than 90 minutes. Half a day's journey. What's that? 12 hours? Can you imagine if they walk and then three hours in? Not 90 minutes. Three hours in. Still no healing. Five hours in. Still no healing. But guess what? They're still walking. 10 hours in, still no healing, but still walking. You, you, know, you heard the saying, the 11th hour? They didn't even stop at the 11th hour. Access the 12th hour, and then healing happened. Wow. So I'm saying this, I could feel the presence of God in this room. Somebody here needs to hear that. Some of you here, you're at the verge of giving up. 
it's a 12-hour miracle and you're at the 7th hour and God says, press on. Or maybe you're at the 11th hour and, you know, and the devil is tempting you to throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Come on, don't throw it. You've, you've, you've gone so far. Press on. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, and, and they went. And now, of course, one came back and celebrated Jesus. And, 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 and again, you notice, you know, let's flash up the, uh, the, the scripture again. You notice this. The lady fell down in front, of, in front of Jesus and then the leper fell down before him. Amen. And, and so you, you saw all these things. There's this consistent pattern of humbling yourself. And not just that, back then, you know, uh, uh, when Jesus says this foreigner, it's, it's, not like a, it's not like a jibe. It's not like a, you know, it's not racism or, or xenophobia. You know, back then, people, people held strong, you know, ties to their cultural identity. You know, that, that, was, that, was, that, that was their family. That was who they were. You know, it's like how... Um, you know, you, if you ever visit Italy, you know, they, they hold strong, not just to their identity as Italians, but even to their region. You know, we're Romans. Like, wow, you know, we, we only have, you know, uh, 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 you know, this cuisine here, you know, don't, don't serve, you know, uh, don't serve your, your bolognese here in Rome, you know, like, you know, get it out, you know. And then when you go to, uh, to Venice, you know, you don't expect to find carbonara there. If you do, you know, it's probably a tourist trap, you know, but over there is, I don't know, squid ink pasta or some other thing. You go to Florence, it's like Florentine State, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's like they're proud of their heritage, it's part of their identity. So, for a Samaritan to come, first of all, for a Samaritan to say, Jesus, this Jewish man, Master, there was a lot of giving up, there's a lot of getting down. Do you see the pattern of God, the pattern of faith? Amen. And then finally, he came back and he worshiped again. The other nine were probably too happy celebrating. Wow, we're healed. Hey, quick, let's, 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 let's double down and run to the priest so that we can be, be you know, get our, our, you know, it's like nowadays we have COVID, you know, let me get the, the, the negative test, you know. <laughs> we rush to the priest so that he can, you know, confirm negative. Yay, I can, I can go out. I can stop my quarantine. But this person didn't rush forward to get the negative. This person didn't rush forward to get his own freedom. He rushed back to attain true freedom. That is only found in Jesus. Amen. Get down. Point number three, I'm running out of time, is this, give in. Give up, get down, give in. Give in means to, to give in, to go for it, to really want it. Amen. And that is part of faith as well. You know, have you ever asked, been asked this question, no, uh, how should we pray? You know, uh, how do I know if God really wants me to have this? Have you heard people? Maybe not as irritating of a sound, but you know, <laughs> you know, how do you, you know, you know, I get triggered sometimes because people come and say, you know, I don't like extra. You know, when you guys pray, it's too positive. It's too positive. I'll be like, all right, so, all right. Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-two to twenty-four. This is why we we have confidence. How should we pray? Should we pray humbling, thy will be done, or should we pray confident? Uh, let's, let's pray according to how Jesus wants us to pray. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. That's how you pray. Have faith in God. Not the outcome, not your own comfort, but have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he's giving into it, he's going for it, he will have, he not might have, he will have a 50-50 chance of having, no, he will have whatever he says 
And this is the part where we must pay attention. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. How should you believe? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when you, when you ask, ask as if you've already got it. That's how you should give in. That means if you want God to heal, go for it. Receive it by faith. You see, all of us here, let me break it down in more secular terms. You know, we all understand. We all truly understand how to give in and how to believe with such purity. And, and maybe this is tied into what Jesus says, you're going to come to me like a child. Because every child knows how to do this. In fact, all of us here, we know how to do this. Let me rewind back the, 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 the clock in our brains. Do you remember, the, do you remember when you were young and you asked your parents if you could go to McDonald's? Like you were very young. You were very young. But you were not that young to the point where you didn't understand the concept of McDonald's. <laughs> you were young enough to, to think McDonald's was the way, the truth, and life. Right? And maybe for some of you, maybe you grew up without McDonald's, uh, whatever it is, KFC, it, or it could just be something you really wanted, the zoo, the circus, whatever it was, Toys R Us, whatever. And there was this thing that you really wanted and you asked with faith like a child, asked with so much purity, you asked, Mom, Dad, can we go to McDonald's? Can we go to Toys R Us? Can we go to the aquarium? Can we go to the zoo? Can we go to the circus? Can we go? And your parents, maybe they're busy. Because you're asking and you're not even demanding to have an ASAP. Because you know as a child, as a child you knew how to give up. You knew that I, I can't go anywhere by myself. Right? I can't drive a car. It, it's not, you know, all I can do is ask. All I can do is go to the one who can make it happen. The father. The mother, and then we go to the mother. The mother says, "Ask your father." <laughs> you go to the father and go like, "Dad, can we go to McDonald's?" And then maybe your dad was busy, or maybe your dad was sincere, and your dad said, "Yes, sure." Oh man, do you remember how you were filled with so much joy? Where did that joy come from? Because all you needed was a yes, and in your heart, it was as if you received it. It was as if McDonald's just happened. And the whole day, you were just going like, anytime now, anytime now. Not now, but soon. <laughs> McDonald's. McDonald's. Or maybe it was this weekend. This weekend, McDonald's. Because your dad says, oh yeah, sure, this weekend. And then you're counting down the days. But you're counting down like it was a done deal. There was nothing on earth that was going to stall. No, no storm, you need no storm, nothing. And then... We also remember, maybe in the same time, the first time you felt disappointment when your parents became too busy, but your dad forgot that he promised McDonald's. <laughs> or maybe your dad tried to weasel his way out and tell you things like, oh, McDonald's is closed today. <laughs> I actually heard that one time on the bus. Mommy, mommy, I want McDonald's. McDonald's is closed. <laughs> like, I think we all have to participate with this lie. 
<laughs> no, just keep quiet. <laughs> Not my kid. <laughs> oh. And then and then your crush because you go like closed. <laughs> McDonald's can close. <laughs> what? Yeah, um, the zoo is closed. The animals need to sleep. <laughs> the cra- the cleaning the fish tanks. <laughs> Whatever it was. You know, the kernel wasn't working today, so so KFC, you know. You can't have KFC. We can have this, uh, you know, corner road fried chicken, and you go like, but it's not the same. And your heart was crushed because you went from as if you received it to experiencing your first disappointment. Now, can I, can I bring some healing to that? Remember the first part. Remember how you receive as if you received, like you believed <laughs> as if you received it. Forget the second part because when it comes to God, you're not dealing with your earthly father. You're dealing with your heavenly father. It sounds so simple, but, but the devil constantly wants us to compare. And that's why I'm very passionate about raising the men in church to become real men and one day when we become fathers, we become good fathers because the world needs more good examples of fathers. Because we have been hurt too much by, by bad examples, non-existent examples of a good father. Silent fathers, but God will never be silent. Jesus says, and Jesus knows the father. Jesus says, you know, if you ask <laughs> and you believe that you receive them, you will have it. You will have it. This is your, this is your ultimate older brother, the firstborn Jesus going like, this is how the father works. Can you imagine like your older sibling giving you the cheat sheet? Like this is how you get into the, you know, the parent's heart. <laughs> but this Jesus says that ask and believe like you receive it and you will have it. Let me give you another example as we close that all of us are familiar with. You know, because maybe you didn't grow up with McDonald's or maybe you grew up with brilliant parents that never disappointed you. Wow, please come and pray for us. I look at this room and I like to believe all of us here are saved. How did you get saved? Did you see the cross? Maybe watch a movie. But did you see the actual cross? No. Did you see the actual Jesus? I know the actor in The Chosen is very convincing. But he's not Jesus. (laughs) There's only one Jesus. And for us in this generation, no, I have seen that Jesus. But did we ask Him to come into our lives? Did we ask Him to forgive us? And then when you received the finished work on the cross, when you received the salvation of the Lord, did you receive it like you haven't got it? Did you receive it like it was still being downloaded? Did you receive it like it was only 50% and the other half happens after you die? That's a scary preposition. No, you received it as if you've got it. And that's why you have it. And I'm just encouraging you that you have it. You have what it takes to believe in a way that pleases God. So the question is, will you believe? Will you believe? How do you think God will impact your marketplace? Do you think it's going to be by you and your sharp wit 
and your performance? Or do you go like, you know what, God? First of all, I do want to see my work marketplace impacted for your glory. And I recognize that I can't do it. Only you can. So teach me how. Teach me how. Sometimes we go in <laughs> thinking that donuts, donuts will lead the way to salvation. <laughs> no, no, no. Teach me how. And maybe God says that go. <laughs> maybe the, the Lord says just show up. And then you've been showing up. It wasn't a 12-hour walk, but you've been showing up for, I don't know. None of you here have worked 12 years. So you've been showing up <laughs> for the last 12 months. You've been showing up for the last, last you know, 1.2 years. You've been showing up in the last two years and you're thinking, is this working? Is this working? Hey, get down. Get down. Put yourself away from the driver's seat. Put God there. Get down and give in continue, go like, you know what, God? I'm entering my marketplace as if everyone has already known Jesus. Oh, I see my boss. I'm not just seeing an angry man. <laughs> I'm seeing him as a child of God. Oh, I'm seeing him baptized. And maybe that's one way to help us love the people around us and to keep pressing on. Amen. And before you know it, the power of God begins to flow through your life. The miracles of God begin to flow through your life. I know it's officially 3.30, we're supposed to close, but, you know, I just want to close this time by praying for people. Amen? I wonder if there's anyone here today that you're going through something, and maybe it's a problem, it's a situation that you've had since childhood, a healing. Sometimes you know that we can learn to, to, to live with our symptoms, right? We can go like, oh, this is just a skin rash, I've always had it. Sure. If you keep believing that, even though you know that God can heal, you will not experience healing because you're not given up yet. You're still clinging on to, I can live with it. But would you rather cling on to the fact that God says, but I don't want you to live with it. I know you can, but God doesn't want you to. But to do that, you've got to give up <laughs> and get down and say, God, forgive me. I've been too proud. Or maybe I've been puffing up my chest because I, I'd rather live with it than to to." trust because <laughs> you know there's a saying the better the devil you know recently I've been having a conversation with a, with a young student in Bristol in ex-Bristol every man this is the non-believer who oh man I'm believing that she's already saved by faith you know why because she'll come to me and she'll be like pastor thank you for the message and I'm, I'm struggling I want to believe and, and I'm going through this, and I remember that you said in this message to do this, and then you said in that other message, and, I, and then, you know, and then and people all around her say, yeah, she always pays attention, she's taking down notes, and I'll be like, wow. Well, some, some people who've been coming, <laughs> some Christians don't even have, you know, and this person is so hungry, and I really believe that she's so near. Oh, but she's also very honest, just like the father say, oh, I believe, help me with my unbelief, and she says that it's scary to let go. Because I, I know this, but I don't know that. As in like, the, no God. <laughs> and what He will do. And she's like, I've got this struggle and it's hard to let go of this because I, and I, I also love her honesty. Because if only more Christians can be like that. Because the truth is, it is scary sometimes to trust in God. 
Can you imagine the lepers, you know, all 10 of them, go? So we're going to go? Master, have mercy on us. He didn't even touch us, guys. He didn't even touch us. He did, technically, he didn't even say, you will be healed. He just asked us to go. What he was asking us to go away. Did you hear him properly? Because leprosy, you know, one of them maybe lost the ear. I'm sorry, it's a very dark joke, but it's true. You know, like, that's my lepros, right? Go, uh, you know, but, but I can read mouth. He says, go. Okay, we'll go. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary for the lady of the issue of blood because she was also unclean for 12 years to brave through a crowd. What if she was recognized? What if people start going like, oh, you're so insensitive. Like the world that we're living in today, we understand. You should be quarantining. You should be wearing a mask. Why are you not doing <laughs> judgment? And this, it was scary for her to go like, you know what? I, one touch from Jesus. And that's why when Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? She's like, oh no, I've been found out. And yet, Jesus didn't condemn her. But Jesus said, wow, your faith, your faith. It can be scary to trust God. It can be scary to let go of what you know and, to let, and, and cling on to the God that maybe, let's be honest, maybe you have, you have yet to know that well yet. But He is trustworthy. Amen? I wonder if anyone here today would say to your problems and say that, you know what, it's time for me to give up. It's time for me to surrender. I'm going to give up. <laughs> I'm going to get down and I'm going to give in by faith and receive my healing, receive my breakthrough, receive my provision, receive that promotion, receive that job, receive that answer. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to just open up your word. And God, I pray right now that you would move in this place. Lord Jesus, you know everyone here and you know what we're going through. Friends, I wonder if there's anyone here and you have a need in your life that only God can fill, only God can solve, only God can. I don't know what it is. And you know what? Maybe it's good that we don't need to talk about what it is. All you need to do is believe and receive. Jesus didn't ask the lepers, even though he probably knew because he was God, but he didn't. They just, said, they just asked for mercy. And even before they could even ask for healing, Jesus already healed them. Whatever you're going through, I want to pray for you. If that's you, why don't you lift up? Or why don't you stand wherever you're at? If that's you and you have a situation in your life that in our time today, you realize that only God can. Only God can. I have a problem so big that only God can or you have a problem, a situation that you tried and tried and tried and tried. For 12 years, you tried. From childhood, you tried. You tried with your own strength. You tried with other people's strength. My friends, you haven't tried with God's strength. And you tried and you tried and you tried and you tried and still did and did and friends, God wants to set you free today. God wants to set you free today. Amen. You know, I'm not turning around. Maybe some of the worship team is wanting to respond. You know, just lift up your hands wherever you're at. You know, standing if you're seated, but if you're already standing, just lift up your hands to God and say, God, you know my need. I'm giving up. I'm getting down on my knees and I'm asking you to heal me. I'm asking you to fix me. I'm asking you to change me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Father Lord, you see every life, you see every situation, you see every problem. Nothing is impossible for you. All things are possible for those who believe. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will help my brothers and sisters to believe right now. You will help them to believe. You will help them to believe. You will help them to believe. Help them to believe like how when they believed you, like how when they accepted you, like how when they asked their parents for the first time, help them to ask and believe like they have already received it. And Lord, your word says that if we do that, we will have it. So God, move in this place today, right now. Lord, maybe some of my brothers and sisters here, they are the lepers and they have received, maybe not what they expected, but they have received something a direction, a hint, a verse, a command, and they are faithfully stepping in obedience to that. And yet, to see a miracle, Lord, help us not give up. I speak that over the second service as well. God, maybe we're like that leper, and maybe it will be easier if we saw the increase, and that will motivate us to serve. But God, today, maybe this is a word for us as a church. Keep pressing on. The harvest is on the way. Keep pressing on. The harvest is on the way. And so God, by faith, Lord, we declare that we've already received it. Oh, hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, come on, right now, believe. Whatever it is that you're believing for, freedom, healing, breakthrough, whatever Imagine like you've already received it. Imagine like you've received it by faith. Like, like you've, you're already healed. Like you're already set free. Uh, like you already got that job. You already got that breakthrough. Hallelujah. And God, by faith, even as a church, God, we receive it. Right now, by faith, we see every chair filled. We see this hall filled. By faith, we declare that the second service will have its own volunteer teams. There'll be a worship team that will be raised out of this second service. Hallelujah. Oh, there will be baptisms that will be conducted in the afternoon for the second service. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, there will be homes that will be planted out of those that come for the second service. There will be new leaders, new chairpersons. Hallelujah. We believe it as if we've already received it, as if our church has already exploded. Lord, receive it because, Lord, only you can do it and we know that you will do it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.